On this day, let's pray with the reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion approached him and appealed to him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, suffering dreadfully. He said to him, I will come and cure him. The centurion said in reply, Lord, I am not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Only say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I too am a person subject to authority, with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come here, and he comes, and to my slave, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed, and said to those following him, Amen, I say to you, in no one in Israel have I found such faith. I say to you, many will come from the east and the west, and will recline with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the banquet in the kingdom of heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Advents, a time of hope. It's a time to raise our heads, to wake up, to look around, to replace the glasses with which we see our reality. It's a time to slow down a bit. It's a wonderful time to rejoice in the Word of God. Have you ever tried to live Advent by listening and meditating on the daily Word? I can assure you, it's totally different. Why don't you give it a try this year? Christmas won't be the same. I hope we can live Advent this way. I hope we can delve deep into the purpose of Advent. Hope is the fundamental virtue that will hover in the background of everything that Jesus has to tell us during this time, because hope is the virtue of Advent. How much we need hope. We'll see that without hope we can't be true Christians. It's the virtue that God granted us with baptism to all his children and that must be rekindled on a daily basis especially by means of the sacraments hope has been worn down underestimated but it's so necessary for all of us remember that we must wake up and that we mustn't let ourselves be overwhelmed by worldly nagging worries have we ever thought about what we must wake up to? Which aspect of our lives remains dormant? Are we moving forward almost like sleepwalkers, overwhelmed by so many things? We still have time to pray and ponder this week. Let's move on to today's glimpse of the Gospel, which is a song of hope because the centurion's attitude the attitude of this pagan man is a pure and sincere act of faith. Where there is faith, there is hope. People who really have faith also have hope. There can't be faith without hope. This is something that we will gradually discover and learn. The centurion was a Roman soldier who very well knew about authority and obedience. His life was ruled by them. The one who is inferior to another 
always obeys any command. I would say that the centurion knew his way around the chain of command, and he used the same worldly logic in his relationship with Jesus. It's clear, if soldiers subject to me obey my orders, how come I won't obey you, who are the master in my life? Only say the word, and my servant will be healed. What a wonderful act of faith! How much hope found in Jesus! We wish we could have this man's complete confidence in our Lord. He doesn't want Jesus to enter under his roof. He doesn't feel he's worthy. He just wants his servant to be healed. This is the faith of he who wants nothing for himself, nothing in return. It's the faith of he who wishes that other people won't suffer. Do you see it? The centurion doesn't request that Jesus does something for his own benefit, or for the benefit of a relative or a friend. He doesn't ask for a job or to score high on an exam. He just asks that somebody else would stop suffering. Let's awaken our sleeping faith. While we, without realizing, pray for material things, while we ask Jesus that we do well at this or the other, while we make use of our daily prayer just to stay at peace with ourselves and not pray for what's really necessary, there are many people who suffer dreadfully, as the Gospel puts it today. While we are worried about whether we could buy this or the other, whether your boss is as good as you'd like him to be, or because somebody bumped into our car, or the bus skipped our stop, because it's too hot or too cold, while life goes on, there are many people who need our prayer and our trust in God who, only by saying the word, keeps healing thousands of people. Jesus' miracles continue to happen, on a daily basis, silently, while we and the world keep missing out on the beautiful thing about faith. The equation is quite simple, though difficult to assimilate. If we learn how to pray for other people, how to think about them, if we make a request on behalf of another, our troubles and our sadness fade away. It's not that they cease to exist, but that we stop being a burden for us. Now, when we think that we are the only ones with problems, or that our problems are the worst, it's when problems persist and when we lose faith and hope. Let's pray that from the bottom of our hearts we can tell Jesus, Lord, I am not worthy to have you enter under my roof. I am weak. Only say the word and he who needs love, consolation and freedom will be healed. We are not worthy, but we can pray to you. We can beg you for those who must endure a greater deal of pain. For those who have no one to pray for them. Let's think about the people who need our prayer, those who need us to intercede for them. Let's pray for one another. Only say the word, and I shall be healed. I hope we can experience how marvelous faith is, how marvelous it is to fully trust Jesus like the centurion. May our hearts burst with hope. May we have a good day, 
and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.